Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Today, I'm with Omar Kasem, who is the founder of Juice Palm as well as Conquesos, two outstanding establishments here in Northwest Arkansas. And I had a chance, I got invited up to meet with Omar in his Juice Palm uh, store, which is right up here in Bentonville um, in the, uh, what's the area called again? The A Street Market. The A Street Market. There's a lot going on up here, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's all kinds of new. A, yeah, showcase of local business here okay all right great yeah and as i walked in i remember looking at the sign and there's a, i guess an extension for crystal bridges yeah the momentary be, the momentary yeah. do you know a little bit about that yeah so the momentary it's going to be ready uh, spring of 2020 okay uh, but it is going to be a satellite location for crystal bridges and so in addition to having like the gallery and whatnot they're going to have a restaurant there a bar um, they've got a field that's going to be dedicated to festivals and events and whatnot. They'll have artists in residence 
uh, that will be traveling throughout, um, you know, throughout the duration of their stay, be performing and whatnot. And so it's, uh, it's a really cool project. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And for those of you listening to this podcast, in the background, we have some great ambient noise. Omar's got uh, a nice a nice soundtrack going in the background. And, and that blender you hear is juice being made. Uh, mm-hmm. Juice Palm. Tell me, tell us a little bit about Juice Palm. Yeah. So Juice Palm, uh, first certified organic restaurant in the state of Arkansas. Wow. Yeah. So okay. everything from farm to table has all been verified by the USDA um, to be certified organic and have certified organic practices. And so uh, everything that we do focuses around health, wellness, uh, sustainability, and just providing a a quality uh, product that's actually good for you, you know, and in the smoothie juice business, um, there's a lot of people that are selling health, but not actually serving it. And so, uh, you know, what we really focus on is uh, providing a healthy avenue through health, you know, for health and wellness through our products and um, the events that we host as well. Okay. All right. And now this is one of two Juice Palm locations. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah. Where's the other one? So the other one's in uh, Uptown Fayetteville. Okay. Yeah. On the, uh, off um, Steel and Joyce. Okay. So you've, you've actually got two of these locations uh, in very like up and coming areas. How did you manage that? You know, it's, with Uptown Fayetteville, I just really bought into the vision and, um, you know, was really excited about getting back into entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. having uh, the, the situation initially with, with Concases before getting it back. And, uh, you know, I really bought into what that property and what that development was going to look like in the future. And I was at a Young professional Summit. They had asked me to speak about uh, Juice Palm and entrepreneurship and whatnot. And so... I uh, gave my pitch, um, you know, about Juice Palm, and uh, someone that was in the the crowd was Daniel Hintz, who uh, was really, like, leading the way in the development of 8th Street Market. And so after uh, Daniel heard uh, what Juice Palm was going to be, uh, he reached out to me after my presentation and said, hey, you know, I want to I wanna meet with you. I want to talk about this project we've got going on in Bentville. You guys would be absolutely perfect for it. And, you know, talked to talked it through with me uh, initially I, I said I wasn't going to be able to do it just because the you know the capital management I hadn't even opened the first one yet and so I, I mean I was honest I was like man I don't know if this is going to be successful I'm going to try with every bone in my body but there really is no guarantee and he just said you know hey like this is what we're going to be able to offer you this is what the place is going to be like and this is how we're going to help you um, to make it happen. And so after looking at the offer and really looking at what 8th Street was, you know, it just seemed like it was going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity to be a part of a project like this. And so I told them that I would do it on the condition that I would have a year before, you know, I would have to open. And they said, okay. And so over the next year before even opening the first restaurant, I was. I had to start thinking in the mindset of, okay, we've got two restaurants. And so how do we do all this stuff that can be replicated? You know, how do we put the systems and processes in place? I mean, you always want to do that in the restaurant world, but it's a lot easier and there's a lot more exigence behind it when you already have a lease signed for a second one. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, you know, I I, I definitely want to dive into that. But first, I want to let's rewind a bit a bit. And I want to get into the superhero origin story of Omar. And and you you have a very interesting history as I did my research. And and, uh, before we got together and you were kind enough to grant me this interview, 
um, you know, I had a chance to really, I mean, there's a, there's a really great video on your experience starting Conquesos, and uh, I think that was Startup Nation, is that the name of the program? Uh, Startup USA. Startup USA, right. So, And we'll put a link to that video in the show notes, but um, I learned a lot about that. I mean, I already, I already, I had met you from somebody else that I knew here in Northwest Arkansas, and that's the thing. Anybody listening to this podcast, the thing that, that's great about Northwest Arkansas is you're usually just one degree from everybody else in this area it's amazing how small of a community it is you know and like so i know somebody that knows you and thinks highly of you and that individual kind of introduced us and we met at a um at an event at the u of a yeah and and then it kind of financial responsibility right financial responsibility why i was there i I have no idea (laughs) it's it's all good (laughs) but i'm sure there's a lot that you could speak to on that that subject (laughs) but um, but i just think it's it's kind of cool it's it's the it's the the thing that i like about northwest arkansas is the fact that people are easy to connect with and Mm -hmm. to get along with and you know you were gracious enough to connect with me and i know i reached out to you on facebook and we have kind of built a relationship that way yeah certainly and it's cool you know and then we've and then because it's such a small area we've run into each other in a lot of different places including mm-hmm. at uh, a, a urban land institute event that you were speaking yeah. at last year which just happened a little serendipitously uh and and i thought it was kind of cool but anyway i want to know about your your story just a little bit just tell the audience a little bit about your background you're from just down the road in tulsa right yeah mm-hmm. and you come from a family i think your mom's from peru and your dad's from pakistan yep that's Great. Okay, so you've got a very interesting family, and and you got the entrepreneurial bug, honestly, right? Because mm-hmm. your dad had a business, and maybe your dad's dad had a business too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad's an entrepreneur. My dad's dad is an entrepreneur. And growing up, you know, I the the family business was you know my after school program. You know, <laughs> um, I would go depending on what we were doing. You know, at, at first we had a couple gas stations, and so. After grade school, I would, you know, go there. Uh, people knew me as Little Mo because that's what my, <laughs> they call my dad is Mo. Okay. And, uh, you know, then um, as we started getting into uh, retail, we opened a couple businesses in the mall. And so, you know, I would be hanging out there like late at night, early mornings after school. And yeah. so uh, I was working the register whenever I was nine, ten years old. And so entrepreneurship and small business has always been a part of my my life, and so that's it's all I've really known, you know. And um, and I I'm so appreciative of those experiences because I didn't grow up uh, with an allowance. I didn't grow up, you know, being taught how to handle a paycheck. That I get an allowance every so many weeks. It was like if I wanted something, my mom would tell me, you know, okay, well, you know, go work in the restaurant or go do this and make some money and then you can buy it yourself. Yeah. And so uh, I think that also taught me a lot of frugality. You know, I used to, I, I like to tell people I'm like functionally bougie. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a very simple person. I like to think of myself as a minimalist, but there are certain things that I will put a lot of money into, right. but it's the things that, I mean, something as small as like a pen that I use every day that I know I want something high quality, you know, chef knives, like my life revolves around food, so I'm going to buy the top of the line of the chef knife. But something like a belt that I just needed to serve a purpose, and it doesn't really matter if it's 
$20 or $200, right. you know, I, I usually cut back on and I, I mean, I attribute a lot of this stuff to, to my parents. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I mean, so you, you obviously have a strong foundation that you have, you are standing on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it's, it's, it's kind of, that's probably what gave you the momentum to even start Conquesos first, which is the first company that you started yeah. uh, before you you uh, rolled out Juice Palm. But uh, tell us a little bit about that. You graduated from the U of A in 2015, I believe. Yes. Um, and I know that I know one of your former professors, Mark Zweig, who mm-hmm. is a, a, a taught teaches not taught but teaches a class on entrepreneurship yeah. there at the U of A. And he, I'm sure, he impressed upon you a lot of ideas and things when you took his class. Yeah. And he actually said a couple of really interesting things about you. He said that you were, you know, you were always willing to ask the right questions mm-hmm. of a lot of people, which I think is important, especially when you step out to start a business. But you form, you were able to formulate your opinions. And you you had strong opinions about what you wanted to do, yeah. And you you allowed the information and feedback that you got from other people, other p- individuals that may have been around the block a few times, Mark included, mm-hmm. to kind of help color your decision making as you stepped out into yeah. the world of entrepreneurship. Is that correct? Yeah, certainly. I think one one piece of advice that I always give to aspiring entrepreneurs is that advisors are meant to give you advice, but they're not supposed to be, you know, calling the shots for you. Right. And so you seek a lot of different, um, you know, opinions and, and forms of advice from different people, but just understand that they're not, the, they're not in your shoes and they don't know all the information that you know. And so ultimately you're the one that's got to pull the trigger, you know? And so for Zweig and all these other mentors that I have, um, I seek their guidance in, um, seek their guidance for, for mainly direction. Right. But ultimately, you know, the decision's got to be, got to be mine. And there are times that, uh, you hear really great advice from really smart people and you hear really bad advice from really dumb people. But there are also times that you hear really good advice from dumb people and you hear really bad advice from smart Smart people. people, And so as an entrepreneur, it's up to you to decipher, you know, which is which no one can do that for you. Right. Right. Wow. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about, uh, the start of Conquesos. And this is something I did not know until I watched this video about you, but, um, that the, 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 the cheese dip or, or queso, as we like Mm -hmm. to call it was created here in Arkansas. Yep. And it's gotten to the point where it even went to a court of law to uh, decide whether Texas or Arkansas could lay claim yeah. to cheese dip or queso, as yeah. we like to call it. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that history, and is that what spurred you on to start con quesos? No, not necessarily. I think that's what helped find its voice. Okay, but um, I was planning on doing it um, before before even then, and I stumbled upon that fact myself. Uh, Originally, you know, Conquesos, uh, which I didn't have a name for at the time, uh, was just a school project I was working on. I needed to finish my honors thesis because I was graduating a year ahead of schedule. And so I just thought about what was something that I'd be willing to work on for a year that I wouldn't absolutely hate. And also something that I wouldn't just put away and never look at again, you know, until I showed my kids or something. I wanted to actually take uh, this work and be able to execute it at some point. And so... Um, I looked at one opportunities of like me graduating a year early. What would that look like? What, how could I leverage that? And also just issues that I had, um, going to college. And the biggest issue that I found, you know, in, in Fayetteville was that 
the food scene was just really lacking a lot of innovation in the yeah. area. I mean, this is 2015, so we didn't have Whataburger. There wasn't a, I think they had just built a Panda Express um, on Martin Luther King. And um, other than that, it was like McDonald's, Taco Bell, and every chicken, you know, finger restaurant, <laughs> you know, that you can name. Right. And so, uh, you know, for myself, I just wanted to create a concept that was really eclectic, unique, but was packaged in the form of something that people could really understand. So maybe like a Hawaiian restaurant or a Caribbean restaurant or a Mediterranean restaurant would have a hard time surviving on its own, just purely being that type of cuisine. Yeah. But, you know, maybe a fusion restaurant that incorporated all these flavors in something common, like a burger or a hot dog or a taco, maybe that could make sense to people and we'd be willing to, people would be willing to try a tiki masala taco instead of, you know, just trying just straight tiki masala. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's really what, you know, that's what, what spurred the idea. Uh, and then after speaking with my advisor, Jeff Amarine, who's the principal at Startup Junkie Consulting, he just posed a simple question of, you know, what's stopping you from doing this? And I I had never been asked that before. And right. so I just thought it was a dumb question, to be honest. I was like, well, I'm going to law school. You know, I don't have any money, don't have any experience <laughs> in the restaurant world. Like, you know, isn't it obvious? Right. And he just, you know, was like, well, like, you know, if, if someone else, you know, took this idea, took the work that you had and launched it, do you think that it would be successful? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. Like the research that I'm showing is showing favorability to food diversity, like Indian foods, the fastest growing uh, cuisine uh, right now. Uh, you know, Fayetteville has a dense population of people, like a good influx of traffic, uh, dense population of people from Texas that are used to concepts like this. So yeah, why wouldn't it work? And he's like, well, why don't you be that person? And I remember going home and like it started growing on me. It was just like a question that kept on like popping up like and was being repeated louder and louder in my head. And I started thinking about it and I was like, well, what is stopping me? Like, is it really that it's physically impossible, you know, that I can't actually do this? Or is it because I'm setting, you know, setting a, uh, a ceiling for myself and saying that I can't do this because I don't want to do this or because I don't think I can do it. And so... Um, I told myself that the following summer I was going to work on my business plan and work on studying for the LSAT every day um, until the end of the summer and whichever made me happier uh, and got me more excited I was going to go and do. And I found myself more and more working, you know, four hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day on this business plan um, and saw myself studying less and less for the LSAT. And so before the summer even ended, I, I knew like, this is something that I I really needed to pursue. And so I, I intentionally didn't take the LSAT, um, told my parents that I had something come up, you know, and <laughs> all the while, like, you know, I was working on this idea uh, and telling myself, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So yeah. uh, that's kind of how it started. Now, the whole idea of the cheese dip, you know, I had... Um, I discovered that cheese dip was invented in the state of Arkansas when I, I spoke at a food innovation class uh, at the university. And one of the professors mentioned that to me. He's like, did you know that cheese dip was invented in the state of Arkansas? And I was like, no, like, was it really? He's like, yeah, actually this weekend they're having the world championship cheese dip festival in Little Rock. And so uh, I had, once I heard that, I was like, okay, I've, I've got to go to that. <laughs> so I went to Little Rock and... Who it's can turn the, down cheese dip? Yeah, like exactly, that, exactly. So. It's it's a really cool... I mean, it's in October if anyone wants to go. It's it's really incredible. It's a bunch of different restaurants and 
you just walk around and get a test cheese dips out and so people will bring these muffin trays yeah and we'll put like the little sample cups in each like each muffin compartment and right. then we'll just like sit there and eat queso all day and uh, so I mean, I, did you taste some really good queso i did right. i did and okay. i got some ideas and it was just kind of a cool experience um to be a part of and i remember <laughs> eating at um at a restaurant called local lime um after and they handed out an array of salsas and they're like you know this is our habanero pepper salsa this is our mango salsa etc etc and that's kind of when it hit me is like con queso like that's got to be the name that's got to be that's the unique value proposition Mm -hmm. that we're that's how we tie everything back to arkansas it's going to be a restaurant that's revolved around not offering just like one queso but offering you know, a couple um, unique signature quesos, and we're going to be able to sell flights of them. And so we're going to be more than just a taco restaurant. And so that's kind of when it all hit me. And it's it's amazing how when you go through an entrepreneurial journey, like how things just really fall into place. And it feels like it feels like you're supposed to be going down that path. And that's what it felt like to me. You know, I think that early on, if I wasn't meant to be in this business, if Conquesas wasn't meant to be like there would be these roadblocks that would have just been like turn away right now right, you know right. but um i you know i always saw opportunity and you know that i think that's the difference between an optimist and a pessimist is that you know an optimist will always see opportunity and a pessimist will always see roadblocks so maybe there were roadblocks they just didn't recognize them <laughs> that's funny that's funny so okay so first of all i'm so thankful that you went to that that cheese program yeah, right. because you did create a, an amazing blend and assortment of different types of cheese dip which I I was pretty impressed with I just recently had a chance to get a couple of them to share with my family during Super Bowl Sunday of, of you know which is kind of like the annual time when people t- have a pilgrimage to have cheese dip and the cheese dip was great because you have all different types of flavors and ones that you're just not used to having which i think is really cool and yeah and then when you marry that with all the different types of tacos that you offer and i mean just a little bit of everything that you have there and, and i've been uh fortunate enough to, to to have gone to conquesos a few times and every time that i've gone the 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 experience has been excellent and the fact that you're right at the foot of the University of Arkansas, mm-hmm. you know, right on MLK, which is a main thoroughfare for a lot of really good restaurants. But I have to say, for the type of food that you offer and the experience, you offer something that's kind of unique that you don't normally see on that strip right there. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, the the emphasis has always been to be a fast, casual restaurant. So be able to provide that full service quality at the speed and tempo of a fast food restaurant. And so fast casual, uh, that's that's really where the market's really going towards and was something that I saw in my research. And so, you know, again, I, I lived across the street from Conquesos and there was an ice storm that happened in 2014, I think, okay. that required us to basically just walk around, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, it was cool for the first couple of days, but right. after that you get cabin fever. Yeah. And uh, so we would just start walking to go places to eat and man is just like mcdonald's taco bell you know just it was just fast food that just didn't taste very unique and just wasn't good for you and so when i went through the journey of conquesos i wanted everything to be chef driven really unique eclectic and you know again provide that full service experience at the speed and tempo of a fast food restaurant 
Okay. All right. And then, so the rest is really history. Mm-hmm. Even though you had a roadblock there in the middle with Conquesos, yeah. um, you were able to come through. And I think the bottom line is now that, you, that you're actually running Conquesos uh, exclusively, right? You don't yeah. have any other investors with Conquesos? No, no I, I managed to, to buy the restaurant um, back from my original investor and, yeah. and um, buy him out. And so I have full 100% ownership and yeah, it feels great. Yeah, I think I think that's a story for another day because yeah. it's a good cautionary tale about what to do and what not to do when it comes to entrepreneurship and starting something and yeah. having investors involved, whether silent or otherwise. So mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a really interesting story, and people can learn a little bit more about that episode of your life uh, on the video that we will certainly post in our show notes for yeah. this podcast. But let's just get back to before we close. I I want to talk about just the, the instance of marrying these two different kind of divergent ideas between Juice Palm and Conquesos. Was that tough for you? Uh, because, I mean, you're, you're, you're going in one direction with Conquesos, but you're going kind of in a different direction with Juice Palm. And yeah. How yeah. has that worked? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people ask me that too. And they're like, you sell tacos and you, you know, serve <laughs> uh, you know, health-conscious smoothies. And, you know, for... I always tell people that, you know, food is about yin and yang. You know, you've got to have good with the bad. And right, so right. there's a time and place for eating healthy and there's a time and place for, for having fun and, you know, being able to indulge, you know. And so we provide uh, both experiences. So you never have to eat at any other restaurant other than mine in yeah, order to get yeah, both, right? Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, you know, Conqueso, Juice Palm stemmed from, in a way, from my experiences at Conquesos. You know, I did the typical uh, restaurant entrepreneur you know route of working 120 hour days or weeks and you know just open to close every single day and and it play it it paid a really big um you know toll on my on my body you know is i i wasn't dieting correctly um i was going through all these different fluctuations i always worked out because i if i didn't i would just go insane yeah but I would find myself getting a little bit thicker than I usually would walk around and then, you know, or the other way I'd get very, very skinny. And so, um, it was because, you know, just being on MLK, the only time I would really get out of the restaurant is to, uh, either go to Sam's club or go to the bank or, you know, have some sort of, you know, uh, put out some sort of fire. Um, or I would just be in the restaurant for extended periods of time. And so I found myself either eating fast food or like not eating at all. And so uh, with that, I, I had the opportunity to travel to New York and, in July of 2016. I remember uh, visiting a friend and she worked in the fashion world. And so at that time um, she was working a lot. And so she had to work all throughout the day. So it allowed me to go do touristy things, you know, in New York. And I came across this juice bar <laughs> and I asked this guy, you know, what is this stuff? Like, you know, this bottle's $10. Like, how could it be that expensive? And uh, he gave me all like the insight about it, about the benefits of it. This does this, this does that. It's going to have you feeling really energized. And one thing I always tell people is like, I am one of the greatest salesmen you'll ever meet. Like right. I can sell water to a mermaid right. and I love hearing <laughs> sales pitches and I'll always buy into it. Like if someone's good enough at selling, I'll be like, okay, I'll drink the Kool-Aid. And so I bought, you know, a couple of juices and everything and just tried it out. And I remember running around the city and just, you know, Emily, my friend, had texted me and said, hey, I'm off work. Where do you want to eat? 
And it wasn't until then that it hit me that I hadn't eaten that day, but I was going to Times Square, the High Line, you know, Madison Square Garden. I was running all around, just burning a lot of energy, but I felt really energized. Right. And it was at that moment, I was like, man, this cold-pressed juice, like this guy was, you know, he wasn't selling Snickle. Like, it's actually really good stuff. Yeah. And as I began to travel more and more to Miami, Chicago, L.A., uh, I started seeing these concepts around, around the corner. Uh, and I just always envisioned, okay, well, what if something like that was brought to Northwest Arkansas? Like, I certainly would buy into it because as a busy individual, it would be so convenient for me to be able to get something that's actually healthy you know, conscious, health focused and be able to just grab and go and pick it up. And right. so that's, that's really how the idea of juice palm initially started. And the, um, the situation with, between myself and my investor is what catapulted me to actually go and do it because it was on my mind, you know, since as early as I'd say February of 2017. Right. And then once the situation happened in April, it was like, okay, well, what are we going to do next? And it's like that idea. It's kind of it's like that when a girl, like you're dating someone, it's a toxic relationship, and there's this girl that's always been there. And yeah. it's like, hey, like, you know, they just chirp in your ear like every now and again. Right. And then it's like whenever you finally get out of that relationship, it's like, well, what am I going to do now? And that, that person comes to mind. Like that's what happened with, with Juice Palm is like, man, like that idea that I've had for a little bit, like what if I actually go through with it? Yeah. Yeah, and it just came to pass. Yeah, most definitely. And one thing that, you know, Zwago is compliments me on is my ability to, you know, rally the press and get free publicity and everything. And I don't know about if I have very much strategy for that, but I am, I like to think that I'm a very good storyteller. And whenever the situation with Conquesos happened, I remember just telling myself, like, I'm not going to let this be you know, a black mark on my entrepreneurial career yeah. that I, I'm going to shy away from and that I'm never going to talk about or anything like that. Like, this is going to be something that I'm going to turn into an opportunity that I'm going to turn a negative into a positive and tell my story about what happened and also, you know, follow up with why I'm more successful because of it. Yeah. And so the the story of, of Conquesos was always, here's a student that graduated and opened a business right out of college, right in his um, alma mater city, and is able to do what he wants to do just with some hard work and some grit and some luck. And so the story with Juice Palm, you know, soon became, here's a guy that had everything stripped away from him, but, you know, through all this adversity, he's unfazed and he's going to continue doing what he's going to do and show people that, you know, that not getting what you want can sometimes be a wonderful stroke of luck. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't be any luckier right now. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've kind of set it up for me perfectly. You, you've talked about starting two unique businesses in Northwest Arkansas. Tell me, I mean, you graduated from the U of A, you got these two great businesses. What does Northwest Arkansas represent to you? You know, Northwest Arkansas to me is, is, the you know it's the great west you know it's the place that is gonna there's so much opportunity here and it's just right around the corner you've just gotta you've got to see it yeah you know um i've always bought into this area just because i've you know i was fortunate enough to be plugged in very early on and um and have the opportunity to meet a lot of individuals doing great things around here um but the you know it's just this perfect storm you know there's 
a combination of big business here that is fueling um, the growth of the cities and the development and whatnot. There's the innovation and the labor force from the university students that have the ability to, you know, again, to, to create something um, unique and, and launch it here. And, and we have the resources to do it. And so, and, and you mentioned this earlier, is like the community is unlike any other, yeah. you know, and, and at bigger cities, it's a dog-eat-dog world. But here in Northwest Arkansas, it's incredible how many people are rooting for you, even people that are very like-minded businesses, you know. Uh, there are people that normally everyone would think that is my competitor, whether it be with Conquesos or, or Juice Palm, and we, we're on a texting basis. Like, right. We all, like, support each other and, like, say, like, hey, you know, this person's uh, you know interviewing with you like they're an awesome person or you know hey i ran out of x y and z do you mind helping me out or we're planning on doing this marketing strategy what were your experiences with this campaign that you did i mean it's like people really want to see you succeed here and um and that's a really good feeling you know there's no better feeling than when someone wants you to succeed as bad as you do you i couldn't have put it better you're you're absolutely right and it's it's funny how i i actually know people that work at walmart people that work at jb hunt people that work at tyson and they all speak glowingly of the different firms you know Mm -hmm. and i tell people from the outside that you know there's very few places that you can go where you've got like three fortune 50 firms all within 10 minutes of each other yeah and that's kind of cool. So that, that that's establishes a nice base and foundation. Our unemployment um, rate is virtually non-existent here in Northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas. And then you have amazing entrepreneurs like yourself who at the ripe old age of, you're 24 now? 25. 25, yeah. I'm sorry, 25. I want to shortchange you that year. But um, I mean, you're only 25 and you've got two amazing businesses happening right Thank here you. in Northwest Arkansas. So... Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been an incredible journey, and I'm so thankful to be a part of this this growth and be part of the story. You know, it's like I said, I'm a I'm a big visionary. Um, I buy into what people are, are selling, and you know I can I can see it. I mean, even here in in the Eighth Street Market, you know everything that's happening around us, it, it's it's going to be good, and I'm I can't wait for that day that you know I'm able to sit back and tell people, you know this is what we had to do to make all this happen for you guys. Right. And, um, you know, back in my day, you know, <laughs> this, this road is only two lanes, you yeah, know, or something exactly, like that. Now exactly. it's like a 16 lane super oh, highway. Man. You know? yeah. Hopefully we don't ever get to that point, but right. you know what I mean? No, I do. Um, I do know what you it, mean. It is really cool. And it's, you know, you can see it. You, it's been done in Silicon Valley and Austin and Denver, these just big booms. And I, I mean, I just, I'm very confident that either, you know, between us and Nashville, you know, it's like those, those are the spots of the next big boom. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, there's some great things happening here and, and it's easy to, to get in, get your foot in the door right now. So you might as well do it. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. There you have it. Omar Kasem from uh, Juice Palm and Conquesos. Omar, before we close out, why don't you just tell us one of your favorite places to eat besides your restaurant, of course. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite places to eat, I'd say, is 28 Springs in Siloam. Okay. And it's just, I mean, it's a diamond in the rough. You know, it. you would never expect a restaurant with its interior design, its quality of food, to be in Little Asylum. Um, and it has a special place in my heart because throughout uh, my entrepreneurial journey, even though Tulsa is only two hours away, uh, that's far enough to where... 
I really can't visit there all the time. Right. And so, especially just with my my career and, and the hours that it requires and whatnot. Uh, and so my parents would always agree to meet me. It's like, hey, let's meet halfway in Siloam. Right, right. And we would always eat, you know, at all these different restaurants. But we came across um, 28 Springs. And, I mean, again, we're, we, I mean, I've had the opportunity to travel to 19 different countries. Um, my parents, I don't even know how many countries they've had to travel. And we were both surprised at, like, you know, the spectacle of this restaurant. And so it's the place that whenever we meet, you know, in the middle, it's like, we're always there. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great restaurant. I encourage everyone to go visit it. That's cool. Yeah. Locally and just, owned as well. Right. And so for, and for people that are just listening to this, that may not be from the area, Siloam is like right on the border of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to the, it's just due west of North of kind of, it's part of Northwest Arkansas, but it's due west of Fayetteville and Bentonville Yeah, on the way to Tulsa. And, um, you know, the, that's the nice thing is everything is so interconnected but you're absolutely right and so so tell me real quickly what's your favorite thing to do here in northwest arkansas when you do have some free time yeah i think uh well my my favorite thing to do here is is to explore the outdoors you know we've got amazing uh trail system you know the razorback greenway have amazing hiking that is as little as 15 minutes away. I mean, you can go to Kessler. Yeah, there have been times that I've taken an hour break, you know, at Conquesos and just gone and seen the sunset at Kessler. And for people that compare Northwest Arkansas to Dallas or, you know, LA or Chicago, you're comparing apples to oranges. You know, if you look at this area in terms of like high rises and, you know, arenas and things like that. Yeah, like Dallas is going to be a more promising area that's going to have more things to do. But if you truly, really enjoy the uh, the outdoor lifestyle, the that type of culture, there's no better place than Northwest Arkansas. I mean, it is incredible um, how many places I've managed to to hike. You know, that I've been an hour away or so. Yeah. And so it's it's my great escape. Um, I really enjoy the, um, the solitude. You know, and just the fresh air of of being able to sit outdoors and and experience all of that. You know, it's it really is. It's rehabilitating to me. Okay, cool. Well, there you have it, folks. Omar Kasem, uh, owner of Conquesos, owner of both Juice Palm locations, one in Bentonville at mm-hmm. the 8th Street Market, which is right across from where the Crystal Bridges Number 2 is going to be, as well as um, uh, right around the corner from the new Walmart uh, headquarters. And um, and then also just just doing some amazing things here in Northwest Arkansas. So, uh, Omar, we thank you so much for yeah, thanks for being me. with us. And uh, if you are visiting the Northwest Arkansas area, check out Conquesos. It's on MLK, just south of town in Fayetteville, right below the campus. Um, the Juice Palm Number One is in Uptown. Uh, Fayetteville, which is uptown Fayetteville. Yeah, across from the Malcolm Movie Theater. (laughs) Exactly. And then uh, the final one is the new Juice Palm here in Bentonville. So you got to check them out when you're in here. Tell them that you heard about it first on the podcast. And uh, again, we appreciate appreciate having you on. And since you're our inaugural person to be on the podcast, man, this is this was certainly an honor. So thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. Glad to be glad to be the first. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, folks, we will uh, see you next week. Take care from now. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. 
Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.